Hi, and thank you for tuning in to your Average Joe Grow here on the Cannabis Radio Network. We have a few things and actually a lot of things that we want to go over today. Um, And one of the main things that is starting to bother me, if you're a grower out there and you're doing outside growing, I'm sure you've been dealing with this. Today was probably in the 90s. We had humidity through the roof and we're starting to see a lot of I'm starting to see a little bit of powdery mildew, just a little bit. I've taken it under care, but these are some of the things that you really need to pay attention to. I have fans on my plants, and if you can get a fan on your plant, please just do it because it's going to save you. It's going to save you from losing your whole crop at this point. This is really like the not good weather for them to be in now that it's flower season, and they're fully starting to uh, flower. As you can see, we have some plants out here. And um, we have, let's see, we have some amnesia haze. And then over here, we have what's called cherry bomb. And one of the things I want to show people is, let's move this out of here, just the different rates of where these, uh, these plants flower based on the strain, the lineage of it. And basically, when it comes down to topping, one of the things I want to show the audience is the difference when it comes down to topping. Now, when you don't top a plant at all, I want to do this for you guys. So when you don't top a plant at all, as you can see with this one, I don't know if you can see in the full camera angle, we have basically one just cola out. You got a few coming off the side. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with this. The quality is still going to be the same. Um, But your yield, ooh, it smells good. (laughs) It's really starting to stink now. Uh, The yield is going to deplete. You're not going to have the same exact yield that you would if you did uh if you top so for instance this is no topped at all now over here we have one that is topped once and we have some videos that we're going to be following up throughout the uh the show today and basically i want to get you guys caught up um you know we have our summertime grow is kind of coming to the end we're going to get you caught up with some of the videos that i've already done and it'll be a little recaps for you to use if you want to you know tune in next summer and um, use that as a reference. So for instance, we have this one, and I topped it, I topped it just once. So when we talked about some of the, the prior videos, you have, um, you have your stock down here. When it was uh, basically at this level, as you know, you pinch the top off and you'll get two new colas coming out. So as you can see, you got one over here and you got one over here. And, um, you know, it's doing decent. I only have this in a, a three-gallon pot. So, obviously, based on the pot size, um, it's obviously gonna, it's going to affect the, the ultimate size of your plant as well. So, this one is one. One top. You got two top. As you can see, you got one cola. You got two. I'm spin it around so it's a little easier. And you'll get, you'll get some, you know, obviously, just like this one, you'll get some coming off it when you don't top it as well. But with this one, you got this one, you got this one, you got some other ones coming out. And then we have some of the amnesia haze over here, which um, I'm not exactly sure why. It's just Mother Nature's way. She's moving around very nicely. You know what? Maybe I can kind of get you, I don't know if you can see it in the camera at all, but the crystals on this, the trichomes are really starting to fill in here. And as you, you know, as you go through this, it starts with one little bud up at the top, one at the bottom, one of this. And now you can see it's kind of starting to fill in into one nice long cola. And ultimately, this is just going to, this is going to fill in and then it's going to fatten up a little bit. Um, I don't know if we, any of the chairs are changing over yet. It shouldn't be. 
I mean, actually, just a little bit. You can see on top, they're starting to get the, the reddish-brownish change in the white hairs. And um, this, this one in particular, I'm going to look at this one because this one's a lot farther along than a, uh, the other ones that I have got going on. So this one, I would say, it's kind of hard to tell, but I would say it's probably got about another five weeks, six weeks max. Usually it's around the end of October before you fully cut them down. But each strain's different, each one's got a brain of its own, and each one's going to act differently. So we have some great things that we want to talk about today. Um, and it's a lot of, a lot of different videos. So one of the videos I want to show for you guys to get started with here today is about, uh, this, is, this is more or less the beginning of the summer, I was getting going, and it was just showing you some different me going through the plants and pruning the plants, what to be looking for, what to not take out, what to take out and why you're taking them out. Along with that, we're showing you pH in the water. Make sure you always pH your water. I mean, my ideal range is 5.5 to 6.5. So, you know, 6.0 is your kind of your happy medium. And um, Tyler, Ken, if you guys want to play in that first video for you guys, just check it out. This is going to be set off out the center, making sure that we got light coming in all different ways. Ideal, you don't want leaves sitting on top of each other because that's where mold is created. Just opening it up. Yeah, like I'm really like working with the fucking plant. get a picture of me like putting water in. Mm -hmm. right now. That be checking it. Something like this. Six three, six four. Sure that. That's good. Good water to go in. Sitting. Yeah, feeling the weight of it. Like that one's actually pretty good. That one's good. See that? Not good. Too light. Too light. Way too light. <laughs> <laughs> that might blow away in the wind. <laughs> need some fucking. Definitely needs some more to it. All right. Okay.
Oh, she didn't transfer into that. That's not good. Yeah, that's pretty big. It's too big. You're gonna go from like this size into it. Mm -hmm. Roots. It's like good because it doesn't really matter, but budget-wise, you're gonna fucking run all the nutrients out of it when re uh, roots aren't even reaching it yet. So that's usually. this stuff see I can almost do another crossbar now on this and that's gonna extend these out and then up and then all this growth right here start shooting right up it's gonna same thing that you got going on right through here see on the stock all the little heads now that were this big they were an inch before now you got shadows on and all these little heads on the side that were small, now you have a whole new cola coming up. Boom, boom, boom. So the idea is to just continue that out. Now, because if you have it right here, the sun's gonna wanna reach for the sun, obviously. So right here, there's nothing holding it down. This is gonna go up. And all these little things right here, all you little heads coming out, you're not gonna get the full benefit rather than going down. This goes up, put this horizontal, heads will go vertical. That's basically what's gonna happen. So. We shall continue to expand this outwards. In the end of the summer, you're gonna have a huge yield. Yep, yep, yep. All right. Just taking some stuff out the center, making sure that we got light coming in all different ways. And, uh, you know, one of the main things I know I talk about a lot is airflow. You definitely need to have airflow glowing, and that, especially at this point. Um, with all the humidity, the heat that we're having, there's a lot of different variables that you're going to have to deal with with outside growing. And it's just kind of, it's kind of part of it. Um, you don't have to pay a huge electric bill, so that helps out. So these are some of the things that come as a, as a little balancer for you, more or less, where it um, makes it a little bit harder. But I have my, I don't know what you call him, maybe my mentor, Brian. Brian, you on the line? Brian's here. So Brian got me started... I'm originally from Rhode Island. We originally got going, growing. I've known Brian uh, since high school, I want to say. Long time. Man. Long <laughs> times, man. We've gone through a lot. And Brian got me, Brian's an expert grower. He worked at some dispensaries down there. He was a head guy down there. And this guy on the phone, he knows exactly what you need to know about anything there is to do with cannabis. And one of the things that I want to talk about is, you know, we had the humidity going on. And one of the other things that I had happen is, Brian, we were talking about on the phone earlier. And we have a couple pictures that we're going to pull up for you. Uh, Tyler and Ken, do we have those up? And one of the things is these worms. So I was, I was going through my garden today, and I noticed this little almost like puncture hole in the actual stem. And coming out of it, it almost looks like sawdust, as Brian was saying. But these things look like white little—I don't even know what to say. It almost, it's, yeah, more it's, like, it's just a stem, it's a stem chewed up, basically, and chewed up and spit out. And it looks almost like a worm casting, like on the top of the soil, like after it rains. It's just like a little clump, and you can tell that something's not right. It, yeah, it looks like like green sawdust. Yeah. And, so uh, it's just, the, the worm burrows right in. You can see the hole, and then you can even break it open and see the little maggot worm come out or you can poke them with a pin some people just kill them while they're in there poke them with a pin oh man still going i should have did that because yeah, I, I like i was worried so i was worried about it i have never experienced this before and you know i've had some of the different ailments that you have with outside growing but i was i came out to my plants and i'm kind of like scratching my head and i'm like what 
What is it's that? It's a corn worm. Like it, yeah. It, they're, they're around cornfields a lot, you know what I mean? So that's, uh, that's how it happens. Um, so basically what yeah, I did... I it, mean, they don't... You can, go ahead. Basically, I saw it, right? I saw the stuff coming out, and I noticed the stalk in general was like, something's wrong. Something's wrong with my, you know, something's wrong with my plant. I had, I had, um, I had, had a couple days off, Labor Day weekend. I watered them great before I left. I came back, and this is one of the things I was talking about, and I'm kind of my own hypocrite with this. You leave one day off, things can happen. I came back. We had a lot of yellow leaves and whatnot. I was out there pruning for hours. And um, at this point now, Brian, so they're in flower, and I notice a lot of yellowing of leaves, and I hadn't been there in um, two days. Two days I didn't get back there, and I noticed a ton of yellow leaves. They hadn't gotten water in two days, and they were drooping. I, it, but, and if you're a grower, you know as soon as they're drooping, you think, if, if you're your, your first-time grower, don't freak out. It's going to come back. I gave them some water. This was actually one of them, and, you know, they're right back up here. This one as well over here. I don't know if you guys can see it in the camera or not. But um, they'll pop right back up, and that's called praying. But when I saw this, I was worried. So what I did is I got some, um, I just got some snips out, and I don't want to risk it getting to the rest of the plant because it just looks like something was burying in there. So I cut it. What do you know? I sliced it right open. I don't know if we, we should have the pictures up so you guys can take a look at it. And it looks like an, like an earwig kind of right in there. And it's basically just crawling right through the stem of the stalk and it's just eating away, it's deteriorating your plant, and it's not making your plant a very happy female. So if you have any of that stuff, if you see what's going on in the pictures, cut it out. If, like Brian just said, if you have a little toothpick or something like that, I was almost thinking, what about if you had, um, so Brian, we have... Like a safety pin. Yeah, I was kind of thinking... I mean, they're not, it's not like an overwhelmingly popular pest. You know what I mean? A lot of times it's around cornfields and stuff. I mean, but when you get them, it's a drag. You know, it um, is. It's just kind of being like aware. It's not where you get a million of them, but you just get enough of them to mess up your grow. You know what I mean? It does. So it's kind of like if you're having any of these problems, and I don't know if it has anything to do with the weather. I don't know, Brian, is that anything to do with weather possibly? Because it's so hot and humid. It's like an infested kind of area for it to get in. I don't know if that's a factor, but just be aware of these. Check your plants. Make sure you're going through them. And where I saw mine was like, it was just like on a stock, right? And I just noticed it, like right on, like right along a regular stock with a you know cola grown right on it. It was just like a little puncture. Take a look at it. Make sure if you have these, cut it out, poke it with a needle, whatever it may be, but get rid of it because ultimately it's not going to be good for your plant. Um, so we have Brian on the line. Brian's been a master grower down in uh, Rhode Island. He's done so. Tell Brian, tell me a little bit about some of the grows that you've done, the amount of plants that you've done. Some of the different things that you looked at, and um, you know, give me a little well, over, I mean, give me a little overview of your of what you've done. I mean, aside from the home thing, commercially, we did um, we've been doing basically. Um, I've been doing a side project with some no-till beds. Um, what are those? What's a no-till bed? So I have four four by four beds. Each one has a seven fifty gavita over it, and. Uh, I got a cover crop down, and basically um, everything's organic. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, all man. the inputs are organic. Basically, um, we, we use coastal main soil, and we just uh, scratch in stuff on the top, really. You know what I mean? And um, That's what you were telling about the, the other day, grow, right? The coastal main? 
Is yeah. that, that organic? Yeah. It's a super soil. So if you're looking for an awesome super soil, Coast of Maine, feel free to message us. We can get you in contact with them. And um, any, I, I mean, I trust this guy that's on the phone. He's kind of been, he's kind of taught me a lot. If he says it's good, it's good. So go ahead. It's a good product. It's expensive. I mean, you can make your own soil easy enough too. Sure. Um, it's not as hard as people think. You know what I mean? You can uh, get a pretty basic recipe, um, some peat moss, and you'll save some money. You know what I mean? And you'll know what's in there. Yeah, um, for sure. I mean, that's kind of like the thing these days is kind of doing and building your own super soil. I mean, that, I mean, I've done. I did. All right, so I did the nutrient line to get going. I did a big sixteen. Went great. To an extent, sometimes they give it too much nutrients. Sometimes those charts that they give you. What do you think? I feel like you should do half of what they actually tell you half the time because I get a lot of leaf burn well, or something of that sort. Yeah, I mean, I a while back, I mean, years back, I would make the um, super soil, the subcool mix, and that has everything but the kitchen sink in it, and it would get hot. You would have to cook it for at least 60 60, 90 days, you know what I mean? Otherwise, um, it's Now, why do they hot. do that? Why, now, why, all right, so I've heard about that. So you make your super soil, that's, that's all and they bake it. You know what I mean? It all is? Those, all those inputs listen, are it's totally unnecessary. You can do it a lot simpler and more effective by just, uh, basically, it's the, the Coots mix, the Clackamas Coots mix. It's just three parts. It's one part peat moss, one part aeration, probably not rice hulls or perlite, more like lava or um, those grow stones because if you're going to go no-till like I do, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And then, and then it's a third, the minerals, and then uh, the other third is basically neem, karanja, and kelp. And um, though that's like your go-to? And you've tried, you've tried, you know, this guy's tried everything. He's tried the nutrientalizer. That one, you don't, you don't even have to cook it. You know what I mean? You can, you can plant right in it. It's better to let it, you know, kind of um, sit for a couple days. But you can plant right in it. It's not, it's not like where when I used to make super soil, I'd open up the top of the subcool and it would literally be like smoking hot. Like you put your hand in there and it was like hot. Wouldn't you know that I mean? burn the roots, especially if it's an infant? Yeah, that's why you need to let that cook for. 60, 90 days, and then you just put it at the bottom of the container. Whereas this Coots mix, you don't need to do that. You can just use it straight. You know, you don't have to just use the bottom third of the container and wait for the plants are big enough to be able to handle it. You can plant right in it. You know what I mean? I mean, that's perfect. Because um, the super soil, it's too hot to put, you know, even a, even a seedling in. So most people put it at the bottom third. So when the plant's bigger, you know. So what it do you suggest? The so, all right, so something of this soil, it might burn the roots to get started. So what would you suggest for your average Joe at home trying to grow from the comfort of their home? Well, I mean, I used to just get potting soil. Yeah, the, it's, called, it's just you get the, the seed starter mix. You know what I mean? Coast of Maine has one. Um, okay. Everyone has one. It's just, it's really just a very light. You know what I mean? It's mostly just peat moss and perlite and something to pH it, you know what I mean? And then you just get them started in that, only for, like, say you take them out of the cloner, you got good roots. I mean, seven, eight days, they're, you can put them in something else, you know what I mean? You can take them out of that cake cup, and they're ready to go. They can go into something that's not the seed starter, but that first week or eight or nine days, you don't want to 
they're, they're babies, you know what I mean? Their babies are infants. They, they, they need some legs to run with. If they don't have any legs to run with, they don't even have the up. roots to process that. They don't have the roots yet to process all that um, nutrient, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Well, one of the things that, um, you know, we're, that we're trying to do with this show is kind of get you guys caught up with some of this. We have a long video that's coming up. And this what this one's going to be on is basically a transplant. So we had it from going from uh, getting it to its final pot. And I think I put these ones into 15-gallon pots. And with this, I started doing some low-stress training. And one of the things that I don't know if you uh, guys have seen some of the past videos that I've done with uh, the bamboo. And it's more or less creating your own trellis. And we explained this in the video on how opening the plant up during veg is going to create uh, an awesome yield for you at the end result when you finish up your flower. So, Ken, if you want to play that video for them, this is going to be about 15 minutes. Just tune in. It's basically me going through the whole process of what you're going to be doing. And it's kind of just showing you the fine details of uh, how to get it done. So take a look for it. We'll be back in a few. I'm going to fill these in a little bit more. This one. That one. This. Ground cell soil. This can be like the uh, budgeted buy because this stuff's only going to be $16 a bag, the other stuff's $40. So if you're on a budget, this is the stuff to go to. And it's still great stuff. A little bit more in there. That, you know, hook your finger in right here, flip it over. them roots so basically I'm gonna fill these in a little bit more this one that one this ground cell soil This can be like the uh, budgeted buy, because this stuff's only going to be $16 a bag, and the other stuff's 40 So if you're on a budget, this is the stuff to go to. And it's still great stuff. I'll fill a little bit more in there. You know, hook your finger in right here, flip it over. Woo, look at them roots. I'm going to fill these in a little bit more. This one. That one. This. Ground cell soil. 
this can be like the uh, budgeted buy because this stuff's only going to be $16 a bag and the other stuff's 40 So if you're on a budget, this is the stuff to go to. And it's still great stuff. Put a little bit more in there. Hook your finger in right here. Flip it over. Woo! Look at them roots. the soil nice and evenly around the perimeter of the base of the plant make sure the roots can ex expand evenly in all directions and you want to get it in there somewhat snug but at the same time you want to let it breathe so that the roots can expand outwards and they're not going to get stressed by any roadblocks along the way way to do it pour it all right on top and then go ahead and just just filter it around the sides give it a little tuck in and and do it until you get to the original top base of the plant the top part of the plant rather get that in there and make sure you leave a little bit of a lip at least on the sides so that when you're watering it it doesn't overflow and that's basically it for your transfer with this one so that one's done Yep. Now the next one over here we have Nicole Kush looking absolutely beautiful. And we're gonna do the same thing. We got this filled up, but basically gonna the way you want to look at it. Is look at the height you have on here. You got what, 10 inches from the dirt down and the height over here. So just kind of eye it the best that you can on it. And you gotta remember too, when you put the dirt in and it gets watered, it's also gonna settle it. You're gonna drop down about two inches. So once you factor that in, that other one, the dirt was probably right up about here. Once the water gets in, it'll settle probably another inch or so down, inch and a half. That'll be pretty ideal. Show. Hit the sides, loosen the dirt up a little bit. The last thing you want is a plant flipped over and the pot doesn't want to let go of it and you're just kind of sitting there and you can't get it out. <laughs> it's the same idea. Oh, lots of roots. Buddy, apparently we're having some streaming problems. We're going to stop it real quick and it's going to re-back into it. 
And uh, we're going to get it back going for you so you can watch this clearly and concisely. We apologize for this. It's going to hop right back in. Just give me one second. You all set? That's all we got for root size for right now. Now one of the things I'm going to start doing is slowly taking these. I want to put a little bit of pressure on it to mend it. If you go too quick, it's going to snap. So just slowly, let's get in there, slowly, inch by inch, just kind of weave it down. I get them standing out. Now the idea behind this is all these new heads, this one, that one, that one, they're going to end up going vertical. They're going to end up going like that. You're going to have another head, another head. And that's going to be a whole new cola coming up. Rather than this be one solid one, you're going to have one, two, three, four, five. At the end result, you're going to have a lot more yield. Let's get those out. That's one. This one's going to be going out again. Now this is called low stress training when you're slowly just doing this. And ideally you want to be doing this pretty often, uh, maybe a little bit each week so that it's not all at once and it doesn't stress the plant out. When you stress the plant out, things can happen. It could flower too early. Sometimes it can get seeds. I mean, there's a lot of little things that can actually go wrong, especially with outside growing that you definitely need to uh, be aware of so that if they do happen, you have a solution for it. Now what you're doing is you're opening this up and you're allowing more light now to get to the bottom layers. And ideally you want to have everything on top, but the more that you can grow or get rid of on the top, more light gets to the bottom, more you're going to get from the bottom yield as well. And ideally, the top stuff's all the really good stuff. That's where you're going to have your big colas, and that's, that's your bread and butter, ladies and gentlemen.
So open this nice and big. And at this point, this is your main stock. Be very careful. You do not want this one snapping on you. Um, and if that does happen, if you do snap it and it doesn't completely break, you can go ahead and mend it and take some tape, some duct tape, some Gorilla tape, whatever it may be. It might not be as pretty, but if you want to save the stock, just wrap it along. Make sure it's got a little bit of a duration on it so that it can hold it and it's not just going to hang there and be limp and not look pretty for you anymore. So if that does happen, just grab some duct tape, wrap it up, and it's kind of like a little band-aid for it and it'll bounce back. As you're going to, any leaves that are beat up a little bit, so you got a little bit of burn right there, stuff like that, just get rid of it. I mean, because ideally you do want to be pruning throughout the whole process um, to keep the plant healthy and anything that's burnt or looks a little whittled or, you know, it's just, it's that or stuff that's like sitting on each other. So see how this is sitting on each other right there? What happens there is hot, humid days like today and a lot of rain can create mold in the, in the inside of it, and you don't want that. So stuff like that, if you notice it, just pick it out, nice and simple. Rip it up, throw it in the grass. It'll fertilize. <laughs> um, all right, so now that that's done, we have here some bamboo. You can get right this from uh, Anthony, Green Harvest Hydroponics, right in Route 1, CRN 10 is the promo code. He will hook you right up, good friend of mine. All right, so now that we have the bamboo, this can be kind of the cheap, you know, the Atlas Plant Trainer that you saw with Rob Smith. It's an awesome product. I love it, I use it. Um, but for people that are, are on a budget, um, they aren't that expensive, but people are on a budget, you can put a little bit of work in and you can just get some bamboo and I'm gonna show you how you can do this without having to use the plant trainer. So basically, you want to take this one out and I'm gonna crisscross these. These two are gonna get crisscrossed. So you're gonna put one on an angle down this way. And what it's gonna do is, see these over here? I'm gonna hold these down. You'll see at the end of the video, but I'm gonna hold these down so that, like I was saying before, these are more uh, horizontal and the colas start going vertical. And the end result, more yield. So, put on a nice angle, get it down one. Kind of tape, anything durable, Gorilla Glues or Gorilla or tapes, usually my go-to, or you can get this stuff. Um, it's ready at Green Harvest Hydroponic as well. Um, you can just take this and it stick, you can roll it and it sticks to each other. So you can make loops with it, you can cut them, same idea. Um, but for this one, ideally, your probably best bet is to use the tape. So I'm going to take a shorter piece of bamboo and use it as more or less like a crossbar. So this one over here, start 
going to start low on it. And this one's going to go right about there. Get some pieces of tape out. Best thing to do is just get a big one and just kind of have them ready to go because as you're going, you want to just be able to grab your tape quick. Oh, that wasn't a good one. Something like that. Three and two. And just kind of cross it. This isn't the best piece of tape, but as long as you get in there tight and you get the idea of what I'm doing, so I'm gonna go over, I'll wrap this one over here. You just kind of crisscross them back and forth. So it's a nice hold, and especially if they're outside. Um, this is something that you're gonna wanna check because weather permitting, you know, they're only gonna last for so long, typically. And that happens just simple enough, just retape it. It's nice and easy. Oh, and this is something that actually I didn't want to happen, but this does happen. It's not a big deal. Um, like I was talking about before, if you happen to hit a branch, if you close it on here, see when I'm bending them out, it's snapped a little bit, but it's still there. So what you do is just hold it up, get some tape. Ideally for something like this, this is duct tape, it will, it will work. But ideally, uh, Gorilla Tape is a little more durable and... Um, It'll hold it a little bit better. So find where you broke it at. And then just get in there. And just wrap it. Make sure it's straight. Make sure it's tight. The more wraps you're going to do, the more durable it will become. They'll, they'll continue to grow. No big deal. It's just a little band-aid. It's not the best prettiest little thing, but at the end result, you'll still get what you were looking for. And especially being a new time grower, you're going to make mistakes. Things do happen. Don't get freaked out about it. It is. It will happen. I still do it. I'm still learning. Um, there's still things. There's always something you can improve upon. So if you do do that, don't freak out. It's not a big deal. There's a solution. So we got one over there. We got one more to do over here. All right, and we are back. And I just want to start off by apologizing with what we have going on. So apparently with our Wirecast feed and us going into the Facebook feed, it creates a delay sometimes whenever we play videos. And if you notice in some of the past videos we have, it's nothing on our end. We will troubleshoot this and get this fixed out. So you won't be experienced to this. Well, if this is something you are seeing on your end, we do apologize, but we were going to get it sorted out. So if I'm delayed right now, it might look a little weird because my hands are waving, but my mouth isn't sinking with what I'm saying. 
but we are going to repost the video in the comments sections and uh, we have a perfect version of it on our uh, that we downloaded and saved so if you need to rewatch the show if you need to check out the other videos and find out all the different things that we're out of sync i know that a lot of it was just hands-on stuff that you could kind of follow but um Unfortunately, it is out of sync, and um, this is the best that we can do for tonight. We will get this sorted out. But I want to bring Brian back on real quick. Brian is right now. Brian, tell me a little bit about what you've done and where you're trying to go here. Uh, so basically, I've been working in dispensaries, and it's, for all intensive purposes, hydro. You know what I mean? Small, one-gallon um, cocoa cubes. Beautiful plants, you know, big lateral branching, tall, healthy plants, but chemical, synthetic. I think that the future is organics, man. I don't know if, I don't know if no-till inside on a big commercial scale like that is practical. Um, I know out west there's guys who do it, not no-till, but they do organic, and they just recycle the soil. They do big 12-foot beds. They run it. And then they they send every they basically test the soil, see what it needs, and reamend it. Now, and when they test the soil, what are they looking for? What are like the main things that they're really looking for? We're gonna go a little bit longer today because we started a little bit early, uh, early or a little bit later rather. So we'll be going to about uh, eight, <coughs> eight ten tonight. So tell me a little bit what you're talking about with testing the soil. Well, nowadays, I mean, there's your NPK. That's one thing, but nowadays you can. For cheap, not a lot of money, you can get a full, like, um, what do they call it? It's, it's basically a, um, a breakdown of the biodiversity, like the bacteria and fungus, and basically what kind of life you have in your soil, aside from MPK. The MPK, you can do yourself pretty easy, you know what I mean? And um, Okay. And basically, this um, is everything that a plant needs, correct? So when they're testing for this soil, because I know that when I use... My main thing is Michigan Mix. I know in that video we had a different product, and that is actually a cheaper soil, but it has all the amenities that you need. Michigan Mix is just what I've always gotten the best results with. It is an expensive, uh, it is an expensive soil. You can get it right at Green Harvest Hydroponics on Route 1 from Anthony. CRN10 is a promo code. Get your discount there. But um, one of the things I noticed, Brian, is, I mean, like you're, you're um, changing my thing around because basically the Michigan Mix lasts for two months, and that's it. And you can't reuse it. It basically sucks all the nutrients right out of the plant, and that's that's it. You got to put more in to get that. So you're saying that this dirt is reusable? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, you just have to um, reamend it in between each cycle. You know what I mean? Uh, like, for instance, no-till. I'll do a run, cut it down. Um, the cover crop's kind of starting to die out, so. I'll throw some more cover crop down and then I'll just scrape in the basics you know what I mean like um, some kelp some neem some karanja um, and just basically re-amend you know I mean you could even use like Roots Organic has great um, dry amendments that you scratch in and uh, you just sure. go easy that's the thing with organics you know what I mean you got to kind of plan ahead a few days and uh, less is more you know what I mean and just that's one of the things I've noticed with uh, super soils in general is you always, you always feel like you need to put more into the plant when really the end result can sometimes be better with less. And just really a lot of it is just watering it, pruning it, keeping it in shape, and really just 
you know, not overdoing it. A lot of the things when I first grow personally, the nutrients, you think more is better. More is not better. It, it really, there's a strict chart that you should go to that, correct me if I'm wrong, Brian, but like, I feel like you should go a little bit less than what the charts actually tell you to do. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. The thing with organics is that, um, is that you can, uh, wait, what, what I'm sorry, what, what was the question again? <laughs> well, I'm just saying with uh, like nutrient lines, right? A lot of the times they have a chart when you go to the store, you get, it, you get your nutrient line, and they say week one you put this, 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 and this in. Week two you're going to have this, this, and this because the plant's growing and can sustain more nutrients coming into the roots. It can grow more. You don't want to get uh, the whole, burn and all that stuff. The whole thing with organics basically is, you have it in the dirt, and the plant takes it when it needs it. You know what I mean? It's not See, like that's, uh, that's what you force want. feeding where everything's chelated and given, given like right to the plant. You know what I mean? So basically, you just make sure when you do a run. Basically, if you're in a big enough container, that's another thing. You have to have enough biomass. I mean, it's uh, it sounds like a lot, but maybe 15, 20 gallons, and then um, yeah, then you have enough soil there to do a full cycle. And just re-amend on the top, you know what I mean? And also, I'm, I have worms in my containers. They're doing a lot of work, too. You know what I mean? Um, and it's, it's weird reusing the soil. you got to get used to it when you're just, like, planting when there's a root ball there. But basically, um, with the worms and just the way the soil is, when it's organic, it, uh, it's just good to go you know what i mean yeah yeah no i know i'm with you on that and at the same time too if you're an average grower at home and you want to grow your own you want to grow a great product just like everybody does like just for instance this one right here this is that michigan mix i don't know if you can see in the camera very well we can send some close-ups later i mean the crystal the trichomes in this this thing is moving right along one of the downfalls that they do say with super soil is you tend to yield a little bit less am i am i right about that yeah, I mean, it's, but one thing about it, though, is with the no-till is as you go on, the soil, the living soil gets more diverse and everything starts to break down. And actually, it's almost like a little compost pile in your 15-gallon thing, and uh, it just breaks down and the, the worms are cycling and you put in your, um, you got your mulch down, you got your cover crop, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, I, I mean, if you're just getting started, like, don't get me wrong, trial, trial and tribulation is how you get to just the Just like step. anything, you got to fine-tune it. you, you know got to fine-tune it. make little adjustments. But what would you recommend? And you do it so, small. So you, small. Just make one change, you know what I mean? Don't do it. Don't go dramatic. Change, just, no, not at all, never. So, like, to yourself, use your home viewer watching right now. I agree with this. It sounds like Brian does as well. Is I would just start if you're starting, start with the super soil. It's gonna make you. It's gonna have everything that you need combined into one nutrient soil. And like Brian said, it feeds the plant as is needed. Rather than if you use a cocoa where there's no nutrients in the soil at all, and you have a nutrient line, it's going to basically give the nutrients from the day. It flushes out, and that's it. And you batch in no nutrients in the dirt. Now, that can be great because it can also, you know, you get great product from it, but you really need to know exactly what you're doing, how much to put in each time, and really how to fine tune it. So with the super soil, that's just, that's always been kind of my way to go. We have some great things that are going to be coming up soon with uh, doing the indoor grow. I mean, the end of the summer is happening now. 
Uh, we probably got about usually what I mean, what do you think? Usually it's about the end of October for harvest and summer outdoor grows, Brian, depending on the strain. What? So what's that? Yeah. With yeah. yielding, like I mean, with, they, um, I, with harvesting rather. End of got, October. The big problem is, you know, with the rain, you got to keep an eye on blood rot and things like that. Blood rot. But, um, I've been talking I about mean, this a lot. I mean, some things will run right, right, until, uh, right until Halloween. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I mean, for instance, like I have, I mean, this one right here, this one will probably be done a lot quicker. And a lot of it is strain depending too as well. Certain strains take longer. So be, be conscious of what your white pistols are looking like. How they're, as they're changing, you want to make sure if it's about 70 to 75%. If you really want to get technical with it, you can take a magnifying glass, put it under it. You're looking for either. Yeah, so what does it start? It starts off the terpenes will look clear. Clear is not ready. It's either going to be milky, which is able to be picked, or you can have an amber color. Is that correct? Yes. Yep. And um, yes, that is correct. That is correct. And what do you ideally like to pick it at? I've heard people let the plant actually die on the stalk, or they take magnifying glass and they fine-tune it to exactly where it wants to be picked, and they pick it. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's cheap enough to get a loop and to look and just to get the... Uh, you want to have some amber, you know what I mean? Sure. Um, but mostly cloudy. They say if you let it go too long and there's a lot of amber, then it's more of a sleepy couch lock, you know what I mean? I don't like that. Um, like, honestly, like, uh, you know, I know there's a lot of people out here, too, and especially if something like that is good for pain, more of the couch lock stuff is more of if you're, you're having trouble sleeping. or if Yeah, you, it's like a nighttime. A nighttime, and I'm like... I'd rather have, like, you know, if you smoke, you want to feel good. You want to feel up. You want to feel energetic. I mean, sometimes I smoke stuff, and I feel like I got a cloud in my head, and I can't talk to anybody. So um, be conscious of where you are. Make sure you're picking at the right time, because that can ultimately affect how you feel as you consume the, consume the plant. And, um, I mean, I've had, you've had, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but you can have a sativa that you pick it at cloudy, and it's great. It's an up and atom, feel good kind of high. But if you pick it at the, like a dead end of the line amber, it can give you the opposite effect and make you kind of couch lock, even based on the strain. Correct? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So be That's conscious what they of that. Say. So they say, right? You know what I mean. So they say. Yeah. Okay. So Brian, Brian, right now he he just left. Um, one of the grows that he was doing, he's a master grower. If you're a dispensary, if you're anything out there and you're looking for some high-end people that really know what they're talking about, he's, how long have you been growing for now, Brian? Oh, man. I've been 15, growing 20 years. genetically for 10, 10 years. 10 but, years. Uh, so that, I, mean, I, mean, I, mean, I mean, that's like just medically with the card and everything. Yeah, and I mean, when you, I got, was younger, you, you know got I mean? you got me you got me going along with some associates of ours and um, you know I've learned a lot from you and um, you know so if you're this out way when I started you had to you had to drive to Wormsley in Worcester just to get a light you know what I mean we didn't even have hydro shops within two hours <laughs> really wow come a long way come a long Down way <laughs> come a long way so if you're out there you're dispensary you're looking for a top end grower. Feel free to message us. I can get you in contact with Brian. He's looking right now. He's looking for a little bit of work with uh, running a grow room. He, he ran a, how was it, 2,000 plant grow you did? Oh, yeah, 2,000 up to, you know, three, four. So, um, basically, I'm looking to move to Massachusetts. I just feel like there's more opportunity there, cannabis-wise. Come up to Massachusetts. So I'm looking man. to try to get that way. Massachusetts. I mean? that's, my, that's my goal. Absolutely. So, the, you know. 
You know, the market's growing. Massachusetts in G indeed is where it needs to be right now with uh, the expansion. They're a lot more open than they are down in Rhode Island. But, uh, you know, it's, it's way more uh, friendly. a lot more friendly with it, especially with all these conventions coming up. We have the NECAN com convention coming up. I don't know if you guys are involved with it. We're going to be up there. It's going to be October 6th and 7th up in Portland, Maine. Look into it. NECAN event. We'll be there. We'll be interviewing people. We'll be selling seeds along with CBD products. And we hope to see you there. Um, we're going to finish off tonight. We have one of our sponsors is Gorilla Grow Tent. We know we talk about them. And they, if I... I Brian, are you familiar with Gorilla Grow Tents? Yeah, yeah. I've heard they're the best. Product. I've heard they're the best tents you, because the zipper, the zipper in general. Exactly. So we do have a 20. You can extend them. You can go up with them. You can make them higher if you want. You can actually add a foot or two to them. You these go are, from like a seven-foot tent to a nine-foot tent, and that's the only company I know that you can do that. These are the best tents. Know? I mean, honestly, I've had tents before. They weren't like the Gorilla Grills. I get little light leaks in them here and there. We get a 25% discount with them. The discount is Average Joe Grow, and that's spelled A-V-G Grow Joe. A, G, and J are all capitalized. Put that in the promo code. You're going to get 25% off if you want to get your own home grow going. It's the end of the summer. It's coming close to the end of the summer. So we're going to be starting our inside grow very soon, and we're going to be using one of those tents. And um, if you're looking to get it started, just start throwing away. Start throwing away. If you're going to do this, I mean, it is... It is some work, and at the end of the day, if you're going to grow your own product, I'm sure you want to grow something good. You want to get something good. So just use the right tools. Use the super soils that we recommend, some of these different things. As you can see, the products start to come out very nicely. Trichromes are building. It smells awesome, i got to say. And um, things are moving along. So that is all we got to